Good morning, good morning, everyone. Good to see a few guys here. Morning, Brendan, Alison, Graham, Sharon, Chris. Good to see you guys. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat, Marvellous Monday. Hope you're all awesome and well. That's not showing up. Let's put that on. What about that one? There we go. <laughs> We've got things. Hey, good morning, Luke. Ajith. Good to see you guys here. Hope you had a good weekend. Wherever you were, whatever you did. A little bit wet and rainy, I tell you. Alison, hope you've recovered from our little uh, little uh, jaunt down to Sydney. Went to uh, a gala on, on uh, Friday night, folks. Uh, you guys might know we, we support Room to Read as a, as a bit of a charity, a, a thing that we pay for. We love education. Positives about ed educating Aussies and New Zealanders. And uh, it was great to see Alison there and a few of the other team. We, uh, we got together, had a little bit of fun, and we, uh, we paid it forward by supporting education around the world that, uh, for those who can't get access to education, which is kind of cool. So that was kind of fun. I hope you, yeah, <laughs> still pumped indeed. So am I. Good to see you, Rosalind, Steve, Melinda, Teresa. Welcome to another marvellous Monday, Magic Monday. Another Wealth Coffee chat, folks. Do some quick intros while we get things warmed up. <coughs> Morning, Deb. Jason here. It's as it says right there. If you don't know already, most of you do, I'm sure. But if you're new, if you're new, give us a shout out in the chat. Tell us where you're from, what you're up to. Wealth Coffee Chats uh, is something that we do Monday to Fridays here on these channels the social channels, and uh, been doing it for about two years now, maybe a bit longer. I've been property investing over 20 years, coaching property investors across Australia and New Zealand, maybe just like you. Um, over 18 with my team and my crew. Along the way, we've done a few things, many thousands and thousands of property deals with our clients, and uh, we've learned a few things. So each morning, do a little bit of a chat and share them with you. Uh, we are... On the finishing day, the finishing part, oh, it says Wealth Acceleration there. Um, we're on the finishing part of the seven plans. <clears throat> uh, for those who are new, we teach seven plans here at Positive, or we support our clients creating seven plans. Those plans are acquisition, buying things. These, those plans are lending. How do you borrow and continue to borrow? Uh, a property management plan. How do you take care of your property, owning it for 15, 20 years plus? Uh, how do you minimize your tax minimization plan, a tax minimization plan? The reality is most of us have money that's being wasted, uh, given to other places that, uh, quite frankly, we shouldn't be giving it. So uh, let's, uh, let's uh, make sure we do the most efficient thing with our cash, our money, our debt reduction plan. How do we reduce our debt? And more importantly, when do we reduce our debt? And it's certainly not in the acquisition plan. So there's some things there. A financial plan, you know, that's really centered around your super uh, and certainly uh, the, the right insurances. And today, folks, today we're going to talk about the acceleration plan, the wealth acceleration plan. 
Uh, it's the exciting one. It, uh, it certainly gets people excited. However, however, what I find for a lot of investors is they get into the wealth acceleration plan uh, too early in their investing uh, career. All right, so let's dive into what that might be today and make sure we understand when to deploy it or apply it as a property investor as we're going along. Because what can happen, unfortunately, is the old wealth acceleration plan can derail you if you deploy it too soon or go too deep into the wrong place. So let's talk about what that might might mean. This is a little process here I'm going to take you guys through. You might have heard uh, this before. Uh, I've called it the income engine, okay? As part of our understanding of of building our property portfolio. You guys know we've got a couple of sayings around here. Buy well, never sell. Well, sell strategically if you have to, e.g. or aka otherwise known as Andy Fenton's uh, adjustment on the saying and uh, the idea that this thing's a marathon, not a sprint. It's going to take time. This is a 15 to 20 year process of building a property portfolio. Uh, It might happen sooner if you get lucky in your cycle, whatever it might be. But listen, if you have a long-term focus as an investor, it's going to be fantastic. All right, so let's talk about what this might look like when it comes to accelerating our wealth uh, as we go along. Tell me in the chat, when we are creating our property portfolio, what is the ultimate outcome? For most of us, we want something in the future, a passive what? What are we looking for into the future? Tell me in the chat right now. Um, And um, for many of us, we put a number up, whatever it is, 50, 100 grand, 150 grand, 200 grand. We want a passive what in the future when it comes to our property portfolio, passive income. Boom, Luke. All right. So we're looking for an income. Okay. As we often, what happens is capital growth overtakes our focus as property investors Nothing wrong with capital growth. Very happy to get some capital growth, but you can't eat it. You can't use it to pay the bills directly. You have to indirectly create passive income and cash flow from your assets in the future. And what happens, uh, unfortunately, with real estate, that becomes a little bit more clunky the more equity and value you get. Let's, Let's talk about what that means. Anyway, let's talk of this income engine and let's talk about the four quadrants of real estate income that I've seen deployed very successfully over the years. Number one, the first and easiest, um, uh, the first and easiest, uh, I'll make that a bit bigger. The first and the easiest investment that you can make in this real estate gig when it comes to passive income is purchasing a residential piece of real estate residential real estate, resi real estate, and you rent it out, okay? You rent it out straight up and down. The income comes from your rent. Now, tell me, in the chat, folks, you guys know this, what's the kind of average income gross straight off the straight off the top that you'll get from residential income? What is the percentage? And give me a little bit of a, you know, a buffer, you know, uh, between X and Y percentage. But when you look at 
uh, buying a regular piece of real estate from the residential market right now. Morning to whoever, whoever the Facebook user is. Give us a shout out. I think you're inside of our inside of our private Facebook group. So Brendan's chucking it up there. I reckon, yeah, usually between four and maybe five percent. You know, four and five percent when it comes to your residential real estate returns from your rent. The the, the great thing about residential real estate. What's the frequency? When do we? How do we get paid? You know. Uh, how often does the tenant pay 95% of our income when it comes to residential real estate? What's the frequency? The frequency of residential real estate, which I love, is often weekly, like sometimes monthly, sometimes weekly. There you go. So it is a uh, uh, it is a very stable, consistent income producing asset, all right? You're getting paid all the time, okay? Which I love, which is fantastic. And for you as an investor, this is easy. You can get good leverage, loan to value ratios up to 90%. It's really straightforward, it's simple, you know, it's great, all right? So long-term, fantastic. The yield, a bit low, but as we go into the future, I'll show you how we can, you know, accelerate that and make that a little bit better, all right? So let's have a look over here. Often, what I see uh, a lot of investors look to uh, um, uh, look to have a look at is the in commercial or industrial real estate. Okay, now does anyone know what sort of rental yield you can get out of those sorts of things? Kind of off the bat, chuck that in the chat for me if you if you do. You, you, again, you rent out that you rent out you rent that asset out. <coughs> Excuse me. You rent that asset out to get a return, and um, you know that rent often is usually between sort of you know maybe oh, let's call it six to sometimes eight percent, okay, and sometimes a little bit more. Yeah, Chris is going seven to ten. All right, let's use let's use Chris at seven to ten, seven to ten percent, okay, which is which is fantastic, awesome, you know, and depending on where you are. You know, you can be in the cities, it's a bit lower, maybe in the regionals, a bit higher. Um, um, and what's the the frequency of rental over here, okay? Um, the frequency of rental from this income stream is monthly, okay? Monthly in that one. Now, I just wanted to just quickly reverse up here. With residential real estate, you can get good LVRs and vacancy, right? Vacancy rates are usually quite low, quite low. You know, maybe you put into your feasibility two weeks when you are doing your cash flow, okay? All right, so remember this stuff as we look at this. So what happens is the risk increases for the income that you're looking to achieve, okay, folks? Now, so commercial, industrial, you know, rent it out. You get paid monthly. What are the challenges with with commercial the reason I don't like commercial for most of my clients and investors is that the loan to value ratios, the LVRs, are restricted 60 to 70% often. So you have to put a lot of cash, a lot of cash in that deal. Okay, so the cash at work is often, uh, often getting a lower return uh, technically as you look at the deal. And what's the other challenge? Well, the vacancy rates 
you can uh, you have to put in. Well, I always say if you're going to own a commercial piece of real estate, you need a vacancy rate in there of like three to four months. If it changes over now, the good thing about vacancy rate or the commercial stuff is your leases change every like three to five years. However, the vacancy is longer often with those pieces of real estate. Now, this one, fantastic. If you are, if you are right sitting there right now and you go, I, you know, I'm a business owner. If you're a business owner, big tick in the box for you. If you're a business owner sitting at home, this one is a fantastic one to own as a combination of your wealth acceleration plan, residential, everyday, all day, reliable, high LVRs, low risk income stream. Uh, a lot more money in this deal, but if you're a business owner, perfect to combine that with your business. For most PAYG regular everyday investor, this is not you, okay? Um, it's just way too risk, way too high a risk for us as investors. Third, over here, we look at the, the share market. We look at the share market, but what, are you, what do you mean, Jason, share market? Well, on the share market, you can buy property funds, okay? Let's just get rid of that. I'll put that property, property funds, all right? They're called REITs, Real Estate Investment Trusts, REITs, uh, and REITs, do certain things. They buy, you know, 50, 60 properties, commercial properties, industrial properties. So if you want a bit of that mix of income with the commercial industrial space, you want to diversify your 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 um, rental income, then you can buy property funds and REITs. Does anyone know what uh, a yield or return on those REITs are? Chuck that in the chat if you know what that is. And, you know, it can be five to ten percent. Okay. <clears throat> and how do you get paid in a property fund? How do you get paid with shares? What's it called? It's not called the rent, but what's it called, ladies and gents? Chuck that in the chat for me in there. So there's zero leverage, zero loan to value ratio directly on these ones. So zero directly on this. However, if you're using I'll talk about this in a minute. Your equity, um, you know, what might happen. So over here, the property funds, boom, Chris is on it, Luke's on it. It's called a dividend team, a dividend. Now, what's the frequency of a dividend? You guys tell me in the chat what that frequency is because it's not as frequent as a week and it's not as frequent as a month. At best, it can be quarterly, quarterly, sometimes every six months or even sometimes every 12 months. So your income is less reliable here and those incomes basically stopped in the GFC. Okay, yep, six to 12 months, half year. Yep, there you go. Right, <clears throat> so we're coming on the home stretch. Over here, this another way you can create income in your property investment journey um, is the 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 world of developing. Develop or add value uh, and trade, okay? Add value and trade. Now this is becoming, this becomes something like you might, uh, you might get into renovating a property and flipping, okay? If you've got enough money and equity, you might sort of add some value and sell it on. 
Um, you might buy some land and subdivide it. You might do uh, a small little development of your own, a duplex or a fourplex or something like this. This is where you can create pretty good returns, okay? Some of you guys know right now that we're doing some joint ventures, some JVs with um, some of the sophisticated investors. Uh, if you qualify, um, you can participate in, you know, what's called trading deals, development deals. What sort of returns are you getting in, in these sort of uh, these sort of things here? Well, you're getting sort of 15 to 30% returns. 15 to 30% returns on your capital. How does anyone know the payment frequency of these types of deals? Chuck that in the chat for me right now. You know, how often do you get paid out of a development deal? Okay. See if you guys know that frequency as we go over here. And it's usually uh, every 12 to 24 months. So if you look at our wealth acceleration plan here, team, end of the deal, that's right, Chris. It, it, you know, if the deal took a year, two years, or three years, you get paid at the end of the deal. <clears throat> uh, and that's not too bad if you know what you're doing. If you're building a little duplex, well, it might take you, um, there you go, uh, Luke's got one uh, on the hop. He's, you know, it's going to take two years, start to finish. So good returns uh, as we look at it as a property investor. So you know, very reliable returns, very reliable returns. For me, I would say for most of you guys, we're like, yes, absolutely. You need to get between three and five million. You need to get three to five million of your regular real estate in this section, in this section. Now, what's a little tip Tell me if you guys know, if you want these sort of returns, if you want these sort of returns, but with this type of um, this type of risk profile, what could we do over here to achieve these sorts of returns using, using our, instead of commercial, we move our resi properties over into this section. What could we do with our residential property? You tell me, how could we treat it almost like commercial real estate, but it's with the quality and the reliability of residential real estate. Tell me what you think we could do for our, with our income at that stage. Chuck that in the chat for me. Because here's a little, little tip. Boom, short stay. Nice work, Chris. Right, ladies and gents, team, folks. Airbnb, Roslyn, absolutely. Um, Luke, off the plan. Well, you can trade off the plan over here, Luke, by the way. That's another, that's another one, um, Airbnb. So it's this short stay stuff. So what I do, what Sam does, what many investors do, is we buy real estate in this section that has the ability, the profile, the attraction of being a short stay, high income play later on, okay? That's why I actually like, and I've told you guys this before, you know, over 60% of my portfolio is in the apartment space in um, like just the most amazing locations because those properties can very easily turn into Airbnb, short stay, 
okay? And what you do is when you've acquired your properties here, you get some equity. Some people do it earlier, is you can kick those properties from 5% to 7% and beyond for your income stream, okay? And you can change them back and you can change them up and change them down. So I'm a big fan of don't worry about the commercial industrial if you are not a business owner, then treat those properties maybe like hotels, just like in just like in Monopoly, folks, as you go along. These ones, they're okay. They do work if you want that exposure. And then my preference for each property you have up there, if you have five properties up here, if you have five properties up there and your loan to value ratio across across your five properties, your loan to value ratio is less than 80%. So less than, okay, is lower than 80%. Every one of those properties, if you can at some point unlock 100K, if you can unlock $100,000, let's say your property's worth 700, your debt is 400, unlock 100K and now put it into acceleration activities, okay? Imagine that, you've got five properties, all done well, and you unlock unlock $500,000, and let's say you're getting a 20% return on 500K. Tell me in the chat, folks, what's a 20% return on $500,000? Who's got their calculator out and do that one quickly? Or some of you guys probably know that off the top of your head. I'm sure one of you will be able to nail that quick smart. And this is kind of in, in the 15 or 20 year time frame. Um, if you're thinking, yeah, boom, Deb. So you can generate 100K out of acceleration. And up here, by the time you get to 20 years, your properties will be generating sort of 80 to 100K anyway. Okay, in passive income. So right now, some of you guys are still firmly in the acquisition phase, but once you get to the number, the amount of properties that you need and your equity starts to grow, your debt goes down and your equity goes up, this is where you get that acceleration, that income growth based on your, uh, your portfolio. And do you know what? What happens if one of, one of those deals doesn't work, okay? You've got five spread differently. One doesn't work. It's not a high risk. And that equity will replenish itself. You don't, you don't, you're just using the eggs, not the goose, right? The golden goose, okay? Hopefully that makes sense. Okay, hopefully that makes sense. All right. I think that's it. Folks, team, we've done it. The seven property wealth plans done over the last seven days, a little bit out of sequence because we did the finance one a bit weirdly um, because we had mentoring on Monday night, last Monday, which was uh, our, um, our night for the finance plan. So if you haven't seen all seven, go back, you know, in sequence the last seven days. They should be there other than Friday because I was away. Uh, and check them out. All right, there you go. So is anybody... Are any of you at this stage yet? I know Luke said he's there now. He's starting to accelerate his income by doing some development or add value deals. Um, you know, are you there? 
And if you are, is it time to start learning about that type of stuff for you? Or have you got the opportunity maybe to take one of your three or four properties and get it into the short stay world that can accelerate and bump your income, okay? Is that where you're at right now? Think about that for you as an investor. All right, folks, that's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Went a bit late today, but uh, hopefully uh, hopefully that was uh, of use when it comes to your strategies and building your plans when it comes to wealth acceleration. All right, team, that's it. I'm done. You guys be good, be awesome. Off to work we go. <laughs> Indeed, Luke. <laughs> We've all got something to do. <laughs> all right, you guys be awesome. See you tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat around about the same time, 8.10. Bye, folks.